Why is my ass in outer space? Good adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzek, and welcome to episode 112 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, April 28th, 2022, and I am chatting with author Nikolai Weiskull. We are talking galaxy waffles and divine counseling, and you're going to love this interview. I'll see you after. Okay, I am so excited to welcome Nikolai Weiskull to the show. Welcome. Hello. It is a pleasure to be on your planet. Ah. So I, I'm laughing because one of his stories, he writes in one of my favorite uh, formats right now, which is Kindle Vela. And I've talked about Kindle Vela on the show a lot, but you guys are going to hear a little bit more because there's stories that you need to be reading. And one of his is called Galaxy Waffles, and it is so weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's weirdly wonderful, uh, which I'm laughing about. And if, if you're watching on video, he's got, which I use occasionally, is got the the planet with just a little bit of light coming around the, the, the half circle of the planet for his backdrop. Uh, so tell everybody um, just a little bit about, you have two Vela's uh, on, and just really quickly tell people what Vela is and just a little bit about both your stories. Absolutely. Uh, Vela is... Uh Amazon's new serial storytelling platform. If you've heard of Radish or other similar platforms, it's Amazon's version. And right now it is US exclusive. But if you've never read serials before, think of them a bit like a TV series. You get episodes of a story and you can read anywhere between 600 to 5,000 words. So it's really fast reads. A lot of people say that they don't have time to read, but Vela is a good alternative for that because it's not sitting down and trying to crack open a thousand page story. It's one episode at a time. Now, my two Vela's, the one that's uh, weirdly wonderful, and I'm probably going to use that in the future, is Galaxy Waffles. And its origin story is almost as weird. Uh, my wife and I were clearing out a uh, storage facility, uh, facility that we were using uh, because it had been robbed two times in two years and so we were stressed and tired and uh one of our comfort places after something like that is to go is waffle house and so i'm sitting there there's a diner there's a collection of different individuals truckers workers retailer people getting off and i'm thinking you know diner in space would be a fun setting so i just wrote down the basic premise idea and didn't touch it for months on end. And then Vela came around and I'm like, you know, that might be a fun a fun world to play around in when I don't have to write, worry about uh, writing an entire novel with it. So, and since then I've been releasing a two episodes a month on a bi-weekly basis and I just released episode 19. The other uh, Vela is Divine Counseling. And that one was actually the first story I posted on the internet for people to get to know me as a writer. So that one is, was also for my story idea folder. Uh, basically, Marriage Counselor to the Gods. I love Percy Jackson. I love mythologies. I love all the different uh, retellings that we've done and seen. Lore Olympus is huge for uh, webtoons. If you, it's web comics, but on a platform. But one angle I'd never seen explored was the relationship between the gods themselves, like on a in marriage. So 
I was like, yeah, this could be something. So originally I wrote it as a reader magnet, which for any non-writers listening, that's basically a, a free story that writers will write so that you can get to know them and you can maybe check out their other stuff. Uh, then Vela came around and uh, it just took off from there. And I had such a blast doing the research, developing arcs and plotting everything out that I switched to a weekly release. And I've been releasing since July. Uh, I've only taken uh, two breaks uh, from posting. Actually, that word is taboo to me now because first, first B word, uh, I got COVID. Second B word, my car got totaled. So never taking another B word from posting. I might uh, take a sabbatical or anything else. But uh, yeah, the it just released episode 32. I'm calling them sessions, session 32. And it's been a blast to write because I have not only the internet to do mythological research, but also I have friends who have studied psychology and various uh, men mental sciences so I can consult with them on terminology and uh, therapy approaches. And that's, uh, and that's my I, two I, I love when you have friends that you can go to and and you know just get all that information that they have and run things by them too do 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 your friends read your episodes before you put them up to give you insight i actually i have one beta reader for uh galaxy waffles uh my wife rachel weiskel an amazing crafter and overall amazing human uh is my alpha reader she'll get the word vomit, the slightly polished, the uh, the uh, the edited, the pro writing aid edited version, and uh, usually she'll get that all before my editor. So she helps uh, with plot direction, ideas. She she's an invaluable per person to my creative process. So. You know that that's so important. We we really need that that someone that you can bounce ideas off. And I think that's what I I like in part about Vela is that it's a writing community. Mm -hmm. Now people can't really interact with episodes except they just added polls. I'm trying to not I don't yeah. have my pop screen up um, where you can you can ask a question and you have so much time that people can mm -hmm. answer that question. Uh, but readers can't really um, interact. But the authors, but there's author communities. There's a group on Facebook and there's a group on, on um, TikTok. Have mm -hmm. you found that that kind of helps? Because writing is such a solitary thing. Yeah. Normally, I mean, we sit in our rooms and, and we're... But does Vela kind of make you feel like you are part of something bigger? Yes, uh, definitely. I have made so many contacts. Uh, Vela has been great networking practice because I'm friends with people in my genre, out of my genre. And it's good to have people that you can share your frustrations with, uh, bounce ideas off of, share your content through them to their readers and you to your readers. It's by far one of the best parts of the Vela experience. So if you are a writer who wants to try your hand at Vela, definitely check out the community because at this point, Vela has been available for since last July. So that would be six, eight months, nine, nine-ish. 
uh, at this point, and it w there is a ton of resources to reference. Yeah, and the rumor is that uh, once we hit the one-year mark, I think it was July 15th when it started, once we hit that one-year mark, supposedly Canada, New Zealand, England, and someplace else are supposed to be added when we hit the one-year mark. Huh. I yeah. haven't heard that, but it's very encouraging. Um, just out of curiosity, was this passed through the Vell community, or was this through yes. Bam? Yes, this was from several people in the Vela community. That means probably absolutely nothing because people love <laughs> rumors. Um, but and when you think about it, uh, when they did the when they uh, turn when they set out um, Kindle Unlimited, it was it was just the U.S. for a while, and at their one year mark, they started expanding. I hear. So uh, if they're following that same model, it would make sense. And we keep seeing all these changes. They're fixing the. Uh, the dashboard. They have added things like polls and uh, and other things, and it just feels like they are getting close to getting this out in more parts of the world. Which I would love to see it out in other parts of the world. It's more, yes, it's more writers, but it's more readers. Yes, absolutely, uh, and hopefully they will back it up with marketing. I mean, uh, I've done. Uh, um, a few interviews about Vela and the, the platform and my Vela's. Uh, one of my uh, consistent criticisms remains of Amazon's non-communication. Every piece of information that I have learned about the platform updating has been through the Facebook groups. So if you join, do not expect a newsletter, do not expect a roadmap because that has not been coming. And it is perhaps the most frustrating thing about the Bella experience from the writer side, because perfect example, uh, when we first started, it wasn't available on Kindle devices everywhere. It was available on Kindle iOS. Sorry, I have a, I have a cat who is named You're... Chaos, Chaos <laughs> and, he is, and he is very much living up to his name. Come on. Just pick him up if you need to. Nah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He's, he never gets enough attention. So even if I pick him up and make him part of the video, it's meh. Nah. Anyway, so the majority of uh, phone users were unavailable to us and less than what, four months ago, without any announcement anywhere, Android suddenly became part of our reader base. So it, it just boggles my mind that one of the biggest and most well-funded companies in the world drops something that huge without any fanfare or notification. Yeah, and you know, they could easily advertise it a little more than they do. I mean, I can tell when they advertise because all of a sudden I'll have a huge jump in readership. And when they don't advertise, I get crickets. Yeah, uh, a lot. What, uh, what's interesting is that the person who's heading Bella, she did a YouTube interview. And when asked about advertising, uh, she basically said that, y'all can do subscriber list and posts and other things and i'm like okay so basically we're not only your content providers we're your marketers as well yeah yeah so yeah yeah it's um yeah 
it's just, yeah, it's a sore subject with a lot of people. And I know a lot of people that have left Vela. Uh, the nice thing is that after 30 days, after episodes have aired, you can package them as a book, which I've done and I yep. am doing with um, one of my well, series. How's going? Yeah, it's it's going well. I've got uh, the first the first uh, I have a, uh, a a cozy paranormal called Four Bullets and a Ghost, and the first the first um, mystery ended in thirty five episodes, and I think I'm on forty four now because I've started the next mystery, and so it comes out on the twenty third. So I'm excited. I, in fact, I have to upload my just got my cover fixed, so I'm going to be uploading that sometime today and ordering. Um, ordering books and I've got the local bookstore is going to do a um, book signing. Uh, it's the, the, We have a really great local bookstore. The, it, I was in there dropping off on my cozy series on Saturday and it was packed and Wonderful. there was a book, it was an author signing and people were buying her book. That's, so yeah, it's, it, um, it sounds like you're making, you're doing all the things you need to do to get to gain readers and I wish you the best of luck. Um, and you're thanks. right. The 30 day, uh, the 30-day requirement for the last episode that was really uh sorry uh gage greenwood one of the uh <laughs> i think yeah. he's called uh, i think he's called the horror godfather of vela at this point yeah. and uh it fits he explained it to me best basically because vela can't break things up into seasons for us we have to uh, basically plan our season finale wait those 30 days like you mentioned and then we can release everything all the episodes prior in a book. And that is my plan for both Galaxy Waffles and Divine Counseling. Uh, I was so just about to ask, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I also have plans to be the narrator for the audiobook for both. So that's nice. gonna be fun. Nice, have you, do you, have you done an audiobook before? I'm working on it uh, when I have time. It's something that I've aspired to. And I know that's not a word that a lot of writers nowadays uh, like, because. Uh, but at the same time, uh, my own velas are the priority and narration. I have to do it when I have availability. Yeah. Yeah. Have you um, thought about doing like a Patreon so that you can get people coming in? I, I have that for my fantasy. I have a Patreon. <laughs> I don't ha I had I had one one follower. <laughs> I don't advertise it. Um, but I was involved with a um, international promo and they were doing Vela also. And so the lady said, why don't you set up a Patreon? Because we do have international readers who can't read Vela. And at the time, Vela was only on iPhones. It wasn't right. on Android even yet. So I went, okay, I'll do that. And I had one person, and she sent me an email going, you know, I, I'm on, she had a, the credit card she used, they didn't accept, and so it kept rejecting her. So I just Aww. send them to her. She's one of my That's beta nice. readers now. So it was nice to, yeah, to get to know her. And so I'll send her stuff, and she'll read it and tell me what worked and what didn't, which is great, because you know, this is my first time writing fantasy. So are you normally... Sci-fi. Thank you. Are you normally a sci-fi writer? Uh, more so fantasy writer than sci-fi writer. But I am a big fan of Hitchhiker's Guide and Red Dwarf and any and uh, the comedic elements of Farscape and even Star Trek. And I'd noticed there weren't a lot of sci-fi comedies uh, being made uh, for general media. And Galaxy Waffles was just a world that really came together in my head uh i definitely call it my niche read because 
it doesn't easily uh, mar- it markets itself well to the re- to certain readers, but it's not a trendy re- uh, story. So uh, I love it, and I have probably spent way too much money on it. But uh, every bit of character art and everything has been a joy. Yes, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing character art for my fantasy so that when I do the paperback and the hardback, the hardback will have color photos in it, and then the paperback will have black and white photos. But the, um, the artwork is just, oh my God, I'm on the floor looking at this beautiful, gorgeous art. In fact, the, the, my bad guy, they finished the art and they sent me a note asking if they could use it in promotional material. And nice. I said, as long as you say what it worked, what it went for, I have no yeah. problem, you know? So, uh, yeah, I use Miblart if anybody's looking for covers, M-I-B-L-A-R-T, and they do my cozy mysteries, if you've looked at my cozy mysteries at all. And like I said, they're doing my fantasy. Their fantasy stuff is gorgeous, just gorgeous. They've come across my uh, Facebook feed multiple times. I've been tempted multiple times to buy from them, but uh, I bad secret about writers is that uh whenever we want cover art we rarely have the budget set aside for it so yeah 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 and and well you know that was the best thing about vela were there were do they are they might still be doing bonuses are they still doing bonuses yes they are actually. okay so i haven't they, I have... uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk say, over you. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I haven't really paid attention, which is terrible. I, last month, I forgot to even say what my bonus was. I completely forgot about it, uh, which I suppose is good. But I made enough money on, on my bonuses from when they started until mm, February that I had all, I paid for all my art. So, um, yeah, I'm like, wow. I've made, I made more money on Vela than I've ever made for my, my well, not ever. I have two series, nonfiction, it makes plenty on its own, but for my cozies, because I don't advertise them, because I've only got three. There's no point till my next three are done. Then I'll advertise it. Um, mm. But but yeah, I made enough on Vela to pay for all my art. So um, mm. it's it's been just wonderful. Um, I'm, that's why I'm really hoping that they'll open up to more of the world and I can get more readers. And I noticed they must be doing some advertising this week because I've been I've been getting a lot of new readers who've been reading the first few. You know, Very you can nice. anything any story in Vela you can read the first three for free. Yeah, that that's actually been uh, pretty standard. Uh, they recently made it so that whenever you click on a Vela and you're on the browser, it'll actually preview the first episode for you. So. Uh, yeah, no, the first three episodes, I think, is just going to be standard for the, until further notice. And uh, that, for writers that are listening, it's definitely important to get the first three episodes right. You want to have them fast and enjoyable and just pull the reader in. And obviously, you want to conform to whatever your genre uh, expectations are, but uh, if you can't grab someone's attention with the first three episodes, they're not going to read the rest. No, yeah, you're right. And you want to look and see what your tropes are for that genre. And you want to hit mm-hmm. all of those tropes. Unless you're doing something, sometimes you want to completely throw it on, on outside the box, throw it on its, on its head. Mm-hmm. But you better have some really good writing and you really better bring them in very quickly if you're breaking all the rules. Yeah. 
absolutely so it sounds like you are uh are you going to come back to vela with a new uh, series soon or are you you know i'm i'm gonna finish four bullets and then i'm gonna uh write um i'm hoping to write three episodes a week then of amy i've got three years worth of story planned Ooh. so yeah wow. i sat down before when i first heard about vela my fantasy i'd been i'd been for about 20 years i'd been thinking about writing it and i'd been um i i didn't work as a screenplay because it was too much story it didn't work as a novel because it was too much story and i know when i and as soon as i heard about the serial i'm like oh my god and i kept saying i kept trying to find artists who weren't horribly expensive to make it as a graphic novel uh, because i thought it would be a great graphic novel and then i yeah. thought about you know you can take photos and then turn those photos into cartoon art but eh, i don't know it's kind of uh but yeah and so i've got three years worth of story uh planned and i'm you know it just barely and when i first started now when you first started did you think that you were going to end your th at the end of your three episodes did you think you're going to be farther along than you ended up i think this is a question that varies per writer i mean divine council like i said was written before i even knew bella existed so I basically took that and broke it in down to episodic content, uh, added on, took things off, tried, and basically made it more episodic. Uh, Galaxy Waffles, however, started getting written like in June. So uh, I actually have had some people say that they've had to reread some episodes because Galaxy Waffles <laughs> goes so fast. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, depends on the writer, depends on the genre, I think. I'm not sure about uh, my two serials as full-length novels. Uh, that's the, my, the arrangement I have with my editor, who does a combination of uh, content, uh, line, and uh, development. Uh, she does unlimited edits, meaning she's not restrict she doesn't charge per word but she does two passes on each individual Kindavella episode. So that helps uh, my quality control, but then we've agreed that she can also take a look at them once they are, once the seasons are complete and we'll see how they work in novel form. It's gonna be interesting. Do you find yourself after they're published, do you find yourself going back and making any alterations to the stories once they've been published? To the only, episodes? If it's a plot only if it's a plot hole or or if there's a mistake that a reader points out i've had that uh for instance with divine counseling uh there is a difference between heracles and hercules we tend to think of hercules when uh as greek but he's actually roman heracles what's the greek version so i had an issue that i kept coming up and i swore i kept finding all of them where i said hercules in one paragraph and heracles in another so those kinds of fixes yes i'm very thankful i can do them in bella because an episode you know, so it doesn't go down when you edit it you it actually just stays up and then the most recent version eventually gets uploaded so yeah you don't have to worry about people getting to a certain point and then like, oh, wait, I was on episode 12. I just jumped to 14. Yeah. Yes, that is nice that they'll stay until they're, they're updated. Yeah, I had a couple of times with Amy that I forgot something important that needs to happen later. And I just, that when I'd say, well, you know, in episode whatever, 
I fixed this is what I fixed. Here's the new di new lines. If you want to read it, you have to go to the desktop version. That'll be the most recent. Anything that's already been downloaded to your to your phone is not going to change when the updates are done unless they change that eventually. I would hope that they would make it so that all of them are uh, checking for most recent versions, but again, we have no way of knowing. So is is what it is for us, unfortunately. We can't talk to the readers through Vela, but do you have a way to talk to people? Do you have a newsletter? I do have a newsletter. I've uh, been meaning to send out uh, this month. I was originally planning to do it the first of every month, but time gets away from me sometimes. And uh, yeah, I'm way behind on uh, April. But uh, yeah, I have those newsletters. I also join newsletter builders through a, a Facebook page called Fiction Atlas. The organizer, Courtney, basically sets up giveaways based around authors or themes and genres. And when people sign up for the giveaways, they win, Or, but all of them get sent to you as the as an author so you, you have a chance to build readers that like genres similar to your writings so that's my subscriber strategy uh my main uh, social media co uh, point of contact would be TikTok because i've just found it a lot easier than trying to navigate twitter or instagram or and facebook uh if Amazon is non-communicative, uh, Facebook just changes things all the time. So trying to learn it just seems like an exercise in futility because, I mean, how can you know how can you know something when it can change the next day? Yeah, I feel feel that way about Instagram. I, I was on Instagram and was posting every day, and slowly building a readership, but you just don't have the interaction that you get from TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I really like meeting people, chatting about books. I found so many great books uh, on that community. Uh, and and I've, I've just finally started chatting about my podcast on there. And I this morning, waiting for my car, I got I went to the there's right across the street from the car dealership, they have a little cafe and I got a waffle and bacon, I took a quick picture so that when I when I talk about this on there, I can put it on my green screen and to this is what this is what are we talking about what i really enjoy about tiktok is that uh because i can control whatever content i put out i just started doing lives my first one went very well and yeah no i'm actually galaxy waffles's first uh fan reader who's also my beta reader now was uh, from tiktok so well, I think what people enjoy about it most is that you have a chance to just be yourself. And yes, you can create characters and other uh, more production-focused things, but a lot of the time, if you're good at something or if you are passionate about something, sharing it, that just draws people in. And writers have a lot of passion. I really like the ones where people are just kind of all messed up and, you know, they're sitting on their floor with their books in the background or a stack of books by their feet or something, and they just talk. And that really draws me in. And yes, I feel like I've met someone and I feel like they are a very interesting, real person. Uh, it's, it's just been a lot of fun. Oh, great hat. 
<laughs> Great hat. <laughs> yeah. No, this is part of my author brand now. Uh, I wanted a wizard hat, and my wife made me one. Oh, it's, that's cool. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. I've got a lot of ideas for it, and on TikTok, it's just finding the time and energy to make all of them because. Uh, as, as easy as it sounds to make 15 second videos, I've never done one in one take. Yeah, me too. I did one <clears throat> right before we started talking um, with my green screen behind me because it's a pain in the neck, <clears throat> excuse me, to drag my green screen from the other room, set it up, set up my movie lights, you know, get everything going. And um, eventually we'll have our own house. We're going to build. We're still looking. So that'll be, we'll be a year, once we pick something, we'll be a year from, you know, from having an office and um, we're looking at two-story and there'll be a Harry Potter room, you know, under the stairs. And I said to my husband, I think that's going to be my recording studio. Nice. If I can keep you, it's one two of us, so I just can keep you off the stairs, that'll work just fine, you know? <laughs> I mean, Don't do run up and down the stairs. Or, do you have any cats or dogs or pets that might... No uh, pets, no pets. Okay. We, we had a we had a 19-year-old dog, sweetest, sweetest girl, but when we lost her, she had a stroke. We lost her last, about a year and a half ago now, maybe two years now, and we just, I just don't want another dog, you know? it's. I understand. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. And he's allergic to cats, or I'd get a cat because I like cats. Hmm. They're um, they're I I like how aloof they are, and they have such funky personalities. I grew up with cats. Yeah. And what kind of cat do you have? Because I haven't been able to see it on the video. Uh, American short hair. Uh, so uh, it's got he's got a little bit of mancoon, So he's about yay. He's big. Uh, yeah. No, he's. I believe last weigh-in was 21 pounds. We have a, a black uh, cat as well who is 19 pounds, and uh, he he is ninja. He is chaos. She is ninja, and they both live up to their names. Uh, my story for Ninja's name is, is that she will dart whenever you t are about to take a step. Oh jeez. So you're so yeah, no she's a she's a one cat trip hazard. Uh the origin story that my wife has for the name because she had her before she met me was she originally wanted to call her Radar because her ears were so huge, right? Oh yeah. Well, uh they were bigger than her head when she was a kitten. Well, one day she goes to put on her shoe and all of a sudden all these little knives just bite into her toe <laughs> and she yanks her foot out and out comes the giant black ears and these little eyes and goes Meow. and yeah no and she's a blanking little ninja isn't she it was her were her um censored words so yeah um that's her, that's how she got that name chaos is just chaotic and his name is actually spelled uh with a K, so. Do you find that you want to write your animals into Galaxy Waffles, or have you? Actually, uh, my animals, no, uh, but um, my babushka did, uh, when I explained the premise to Gal of Galaxy Waffles, she did say, any cat, cat characters, and uh, yeah, um, you, meet, you meet him, I believe, episode 12, his okay. name is Calico Jack. I'm on eight, so yeah, so I, I wouldn't have met him yet. When you're looking at Vela, 
what do you want to see happen to make this a more accessible program or to make it work better for you? I think that letting uh, readers comment on episodes would be great for feedback and le and let you perhaps uh, understand what they like and don't like uh, would be fun. Uh, obviously, you want to be given some moderation over that because it's the internet. You ne never want to give it give uh, um, unlimited access to something. I also think that being, oh, I saw someone make this suggestion in one of the groups, being able to include artwork with episodes would yes. be phenomenal, especially for people like us who invest in character art, because that I invested in it for multiple reasons. One, marketing materials. I have high quality images and I also, and galaxy waffles was just one of those e series where it's really easy to merchandise. So uh, I got the high quality images. I have a red bubble and so far everyone who's ordered from it says they're very high quality. So very, oh, very, very cool. happy what kind of, that. what kind of stuff do you have uh, on red bubble? It's mugs, stickers, pins, magnets, mouse pads. Uh, I try to have, character thematic ones uh, like uh, Boris the chef bot is the only one who has an apron uh, and unfortunately I don't think the others have anything but uh, yeah no I'm planning on ordering some stickers for myself and for my editor and my beta reader just because they're a lot of fun and uh, I've actually got a big black water bottle that I can just put all the stickers on and it'll be a little bit like my uh, portable hydration billboard if people see the stickers and ask, I can tell. I can talk about my series. Oh, definitely. Then, if you do some in-person events, people would see the stickers on your mug and maybe stop and chat with you. But I think the mm -hmm. covers, just the pictures alone, on the covers would have people come over. Yeah. No. Um, the artist is. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but Louise uh, did an amazing job. He is my go-to artist for everything Galaxy Waffles. I did ask him if he would ever do uh, comic panels because Galaxy Waffles is a colorful, fun, and inviting universe, and I would love to see it in comic form, but he said that's not hit where his artistic focus lies. So for now, uh, just character art and uh, some series art is what I have planned with him. Now that's too bad because I can totally see it as a graphic novel. And in my head, it kind of plays like a graphic novel. Well, thank you very much. People, it's so weirdly wonderful. Can you read like a paragraph from something in Galaxy Waffles? Then I'll pop it in the very beginning of the interview. Okay. So strangely enough, one of the favorite characters so far has been Odd, my observation drone, the waffle hologram, the corporate waffle hologram. I... Don't <laughs> Louise told me that he's drawn Cthulhu entities, and Odd was one of the creepiest things he's ever worked on. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've got a scene in mind. Let me just pull it up with my uh, notes here. So this uh, scene is the ending of episode four. Oh, sorry, episode three. Yes, and the explosion has hastened their response time, Odd answered. 
good news, finally. So if they could pursue and disable them, they could recover the sushi and any assets to help pay for the damage. damages. Start tracking their signal and pursue them, Jolene ordered, wondering how a waffle-shaped diner ship was going to keep up. I have logged their ship ID and information. I cannot comply with your second order. Further risk to Galaxy Waffles property is... Odd began, but Jolene had already pulled up what she needed and began reciting from her HUD. Galaxy Waffles Regulation 34124. All employees are expected to recover and to attempt recovery of stolen assets within the bounds of galactic law. Pursuing and disabling their ship complies with both. Now fly after them or I'll report you as defected. Jolene finished poking the cartoon waffle between the eyes. Odd's permanent grin didn't change, but his bacon eyebrows went diagonal at the threat. Excuse me, Boris shouted. Jolene and Odd both looked his way. Why is my ass in outer space? <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, so that, everybody, that is just a little sample of Galaxy Waffles. It is, like I said in the beginning, it's weirdly wonderful. How can people find you if they want to chat with you when they're not looking at Vela? Uh, my TikTok and leaving comments and following me. And uh, most of the time, I will follow you back if you're another writer, if you're a reader. Uh, yeah, um, and would like would like to DM or just chat, go through the comment section. I do have a Facebook page, but it's not my main focus. So if you comment there, I will eventually see it. Uh, I believe I also have my email linked to my link tree which I've posted everywhere. So if you click on my link tree and you see the little uh, envelope icon, click on that, you can send me an email. If you are in the US and you have an iPhone or a Kindle, excuse me, an iPhone or an Android, you can go to the Kindle app on your phone and you can find Kindle Vela. And I think if you click on the Discover button when you go to the Kindle app, it's down near the bottom, it will show you Kindle Vela. And then you just have to type in the name Galaxy Waffles or Divine Counseling or Nikolai Weiskel. And it's just like it's, it's spelled, just like it sounds. So um, I'll put it in the show notes too, just to make it easy for you. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll be shocked if anyone can spell the last name correctly. I've heard some pretty wild combinations. Thank you, everyone who listens and everyone who takes a moment to check it out. I know that uh, indie authors have come a long way, but everyone here on Bella is trying to do the best they can. And everyone who takes a moment to read, to thumbs up, to review, you help keep us going. So thank you very much. Okay, everything that we talked about is down there in the show notes. If you would like to comment, uh, please, please do. Drop down there, click on the link. It will take you to the YouTube version of the show, just so I can find the comments. I know I haven't said that lately, but that's why I do it. I, people were telling me that they were commenting and it was off on different apps and I could never find things. So this just makes it so much easier for me. If you just comment over there, or if you have a suggestion for a future show, let me know about it. You can also email me at mel at melissabonzak.com. It's written just like it sounds, but I'll have it down in the show notes also. And that's it for this week. I will see you next time. Go read a good book. <laughs>